Hello, and welcome to Rays of Hope, a podcast of Hope and Truth Ministries. Jesus Christ claimed to be the truth. He claimed to be able to give hope to the hopeless, faith to the faithless, and love to the hated. In Him, there is hope. In our first episode, listen in as Kenny DeMara and Thomas Jacob discuss the topic, Hope and the Corona Crisis. Greetings, listeners. We are so glad that you've joined us on the very first episode of Rays of Hope, a podcast of Hope and Truth Ministries. I am your host, Thomas Jacob, and I am joined by my co-host and good friend and partner in the ministry, Kenny Damara. Ken, you have a better way with words than I do. Why don't you tell us a little about Hope and Truth? Hi, Tom, and greetings to our listeners as well. I don't know if I have a better way with words than you do, but I'll attempt at uh, telling our listeners a little bit about Hope and Truth Ministries. As the name suggests, Hope and Truth Ministries exists to give uh, people the message of the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. We live in some very hopeless times right now, especially with the coronavirus crisis uh, making a global impact. And uh, we want people to have hope, but We want people to know that hope is founded or has the foundation of the truth and the two cannot be divorced. In fact, they go uh, hand in glove one with the other. Hope always being founded upon truth and truth always leading a person ultimately to be hopeful. And uh, we have various media uh, that we uh, have uh, Hope and Truth Ministries on various media platforms. We have a, a blog Uh, We have a good Facebook following. This is our first podcast, Rays of Hope. Uh, And then we're also working on a website. So thank you for being part of this ministry. Thank you for joining us for this very first podcast. Thank you, Kenny. We have an interesting setup here for our podcast, don't we? Uh, We are recording across continents. I currently reside in the Philadelphia area. And Kenny is joining me all the way from Hyderabad, India. Um, Ken, how are you holding up in Hyderabad uh, during this corona crisis? Yes, well, I'm uh, holding up quite well by God's grace. Uh, But these are some very interesting times that we're living in, aren't they? People are mostly in uh, lockdown mode all over the world, staying at home, working from home, going out only for uh, for groceries. Um, And unless you're an essential worker, you're pretty much homebound. And uh, you go to the grocery store and you find that most of the groceries are taken if you're not there by a particular time in the day. And in your part of the world, people are uh, complaining uh, humorously so about uh, toilet paper and you find that the toilet paper aisle is pretty much ransacked. But another very interesting, yes, and another very interesting thing that points to the fact that people are looking for hope is uh, not only is the toilet paper aisle uh, ransacked, but uh, uh, there are a few stores such as Walmart that uh, have a religious book section, and uh, you find that most of the Bibles and some other religious materials are also gone. Uh, I was recently told um, in in such aisles, uh, Tom. So some very uh, interesting times, and I think we're uh, poised for a good discussion in this context about hope. That that is interesting news indeed about uh, the holy books being ransacked in this time. Um, I think that that speaks to the situation uh, very, very loudly and clearly. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, the situation is quite similar here in Philadelphia. Um, I was hoping to worship with my church family uh, in our church building on Easter, but that doesn't yes. seem to be the case now. Um, I think that 
we're all going to be cooped up at home at least until the um, end of the month. Um, but there's some hopeful news. I think the the epicenter of all this uh, in Wuhan, China, um, the lockdown has been lifted. So I think that things are sort of looking up, but I guess we'll have to wait and see and observe to really know. Um, yes. Uh, let let me start us off. I'm going. I was going to read a few headlines from um, earlier this week, and a fair warning that these are not um, happy headlines. Uh, but we'll start here, um, and I promise you, we'll we'll arrive at the hope uh, in this episode. Um, so let me start. The first one. It says coronavirus cases top 1.2 million globally. The next one. Trump warns parts of nation to brace for coronavirus peak. Surgeon General says this week will be our Pearl Harbor moment. Wow, that that is grim. Um, The last headline, it says, U.S. braces for hardest week in coronavirus fight. I'm trying to arrive at our topic of hope and the corona crisis, uh, but just going by these news headlines, it all just seems so hopeless. Um, yes. Again, where do, we, where do we even begin with this? Um, what can you tell us about our search for hope in this time? Yeah, Tom, I think uh, it, it's very apt for you to have read those uh, headlines because it, it gives us a good starting point. And in the search for hope, uh, what I think what we really need to understand and uh, what we need to help our listeners understand is the fact that uh, we only appreciate hope if we know why we are hopeless. We only appreciate hope if we mm. know why we are hopeless. And the reason we are hopeless is always because of sin. Anytime you are hopeless or people are hopeless in the world, you can always trace it back directly to the existence, to the presence of sin. And this needs to be fundamentally understood before we can move forward in explaining and appreciating uh, hope and understanding how we can get to a, a place of hopefulness. And uh, sin is the reason for hopelessness in this world. Ultimately, all hopelessness is caused by death and death is caused by sin. Uh, and so we look at it from that standpoint. We begin there uh, and we, we find that the reason that you are hopeless, Tom, or I am hopeless, anytime we are hopeless or that the world is hopeless is because of the presence of sin and sin that leads to death. And uh, so we we start there, and from there, Tom and I have to say that we're we're giving the bad news first before we come to the good news. There is the good news, but again, uh, good news is only good news in the context of bad news. And similarly, hopefulness is only hopefulness in the context of first understanding what is hopelessness. And so as we find ourselves in, in the midst of this uh, coronavirus crisis all over, it points to the fact that we live in a sinful and in a fallen world, um, and a, yet a world in which we can have hope. We truly can have hope uh, if it is met with the truth. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And thanks for starting us off this way um, and, and telling us about the root cause of sin. Um, I, I know it starts with um with such grim um bad news but uh, but here at hope at uh, rays of hope um and in hope and truth ministries of course uh we don't believe in sugarcoating 
the truth. Um, but 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 there is good news, uh, isn't there, Kenny? Um, the yes. um, it's it's in these hopeless times that um, hope um, um, looks like a premium. Um, uh, hope glows uh, brighter in in these hopeless times. Um, and and this current situation, it really has made uh, a search for hope quite conspicuous. Uh, it has really come to the fore. Um, Ken, can you expand on why this is? Yes, Tom, I think you said it well. Hope always becomes a premium in, in hopeless times. That is very, very true. You find people looking to all sorts of sources all sorts of avenues right now, as they ask their questions, as they worry uh, that this may be the end of the world or life will never be the same again. People are looking at various avenues for hope. And uh, I want to quote one particular author, Philip Johnston, who wrote in The Telegraph, which is a UK-based magazine or a newspaper. And you can Google that, Philip Johnston, who writes in The Telegraph. But he said something very interesting, which I would uh, like to quote right now. And um, I quote him saying, If the optimism that is represented in these kind of statements does not prove to be the case, then perhaps I might just be heading back to church. Now, he's looking uh, to various uh, options for hope. And and, and he's saying if the optimism that is represented in the various kinds of statements does not prove to be the case, then I might just be heading back to church. So I have a sneaky suspicion, Tom although I don't know this man personally, I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, he will indeed be heading back to church if he mm. does, when he doesn't find hope in other places. And I don't say that lightly. Mm. I don't say that lightly. I want our viewers to know that we're not here to sort of uh, make, uh, to take advantage of anybody in a vulnerable situation. Uh, we recognize the gravity of this situation globally and personally. And we recognize that people are hurting right now. So we're not trying to give you some sort of uh, pat answers, uh, use a cookie cutter approach to say, this is how you get hope. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. Um, We we really do want to offer you the message of hope. But back to Philip Johnston here. Um, He's uh, he's saying that if all other avenues fail, uh, then he'll he'll go back uh, to church. And I think there is hope to be found in not particularly in church not particularly in organized religion per se or in an institution but i think there is hope to be found in the christian message as we understand it from the bible and biblical christianity and in ultimately in the person of christ but i also think of um, what Another Englishman said, I I just now quoted Philip Johnson, but now I want to quote N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright, writing in uh, Time magazine, wrote an article called Christianity Offers No Answers About the Coronavirus. It's Not Supposed to. Now, what an attention grabber that title is. Christianity Offers No Answers About the Coronavirus. It's Not Supposed to. Now, I, I read N.T. Wright's article in its entirety, and he says a couple of things which I agree with. He talks about lament and how we are to lament uh, as a spiritual discipline and a practice which uh, we hardly hear in uh, evangelical circles, especially in the United States. And that's a good thing. 
But I disagree with his basic premise that you're just supposed to sit and be hopeless. And if you just sit and uh, enter into the state of lament uh, uh, in, in a hopeless situation, then maybe you'll be filled with hope. I disagree also when he says that Christianity offers no answers about the coronavirus. Now, is the coronavirus specifically spelled out in the Bible? No, it isn't. So specifically. Technically, we don't have any answers. Uh, The Christian religion is not uh, uh, a faith uh, about science, so we can't give you exact answers about the coronavirus. But we do have a framework within which we can understand suffering and evil and sin in the world. We can ask the whys and we have answers given to us in the Bible from which uh, we, we can uh, move forward to better understand this particular circumstances um, that we are in. So yes, there is an answer uh, that we can give people who are hurting. It's not that we have no answers whatsoever. We do have an answer and it is found ultimately in the person of Jesus Christ. The question is, how does that relate to our current circumstances? If we're saying that hope is found in the person of Jesus, how and why does that relate to the current circumstance that we find ourselves in, Tom, and that the world finds itself in? Hmm. There's so much to dig into there, Kenny. Um, I'll start with uh, Philip Johnston's quote. I, I like that quote. Um, I'm paraphrasing from what I heard from you, but... Um, what he said was that if he runs out of options for hope, um, then he will go to church or that he will um, go back to church. Uh, and for a lot of people, that scenario would actually be true at this time because um, our traditional institutions that, that supply hope are, are currently crumbling, right? Uh, for some of us, that's, that's the government. Um, um, governments all across the world are spouting their own game plans and ideas to combat the crisis. And some governments are even backtracking on advice that they gave their people um, uh, about two weeks ago. Um, and then for others, it's, it's um, their jobs, right? Uh, they draw hope from, uh, from job security or the amount of money they make in their business. And, and, and we know now that the markets are down and some people aren't even able to go um, into work. Um, so it's, it could be true that a lot of people are actually on a search for, for real hope um, in this time. And I also love the other thing that you said about finding hope um, not in organized religion or not even in, in Christianity as an organized religion, uh, but in the person of Jesus Christ. Let's dig into that, Kenny. Um, for someone who has never cracked open a Bible in their life or ever been to church, um, how, how um, do we make sense of the hope that's available in Jesus Christ um, in a time of crisis or in times of despair? Yeah, Tom, thank you for asking that. I think that I will, um, I will begin by saying that hope has a name and his name is, is Jesus. And I don't say that just to, to uh, you know, sound grandiose or verbose in uh, having to say something, but I, I actually mean what I'm saying. Hope has a name and his name is Jesus. What do I mean by that? Uh, we who are living in this world right now and who are experiencing the hope of Jesus Christ are experiencing it because of some things that actually took place in time, in history, 
here we have a man, Jesus Christ, who entered this world and he lived in this um, world. He lived on this earth. He was crucified uh, on a Roman cross, put to death mercilessly, unjustly so, buried. Uh, and then uh, when he was put in that tomb, he was sealed, with, uh, sealed in there with the Roman seal. Uh, and on the third day, and this is verifiable, this man, Christ Jesus, rose from the dead. And we who are living in this world right now, the reason that we are able to have hope is because he rose from the dead. Now, if he didn't rise from the dead, if he had gone in there and never risen from the dead, we uh, should be the most hopeless people. In fact, Paul says if uh, Christ didn't rise from the dead, we are to be most pitied of all people. But the reason that the Christian even the Christian who is suffering with coronavirus right now is able to have hope. And I've spoken with a few people uh, who are Christians and are suffering with the coronavirus. Why are they able to have hope? Because Christ's rising from the dead points to the fact that this life is not the end. This life is not the end. There's something after this life that comes and there is a life after death. And Christ rising from the dead gives us the hope of eternal life, the hope of heaven, a reality that exists after this life ends. And uh, so the question has to be asked, if life as I know it is taken away completely, if my job security is taken away, if my money is taken away, if my health is taken away, what then? Do I still have hope? And uh, the resounding answer of scripture and of the Christian experience is yes, we can still have hope. And that, that hope hinges on the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Again, I would say, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we are hopeless. But because he rose from the dead, and history verifies this, our experience verifies that we serve a living God, a God who is able to hear us. Even when we pray, we know that there is a person who he is hearing us when we pray. And so our hope is fixed firmly. It's a tangible hope. It's a real hope in the person of Jesus Christ who is able to enter even into this situation that we are facing personally and globally and give hope to the most hopeless person. And today, even as you're listening, you may be hopeless. You may be reaching your wits end out of work and not sure of the future. Let me just tell you that that's me and that's Thomas as well. I think I can speak on behalf of him. But I want to tell you that there is hope for you. Don't give up. If you've never known Jesus Christ, if you've never called out to him, th this would be as good a time as any for you to come to him and come to grips with the reality of what we were talking about earlier, that is sin and the need for forgiveness that he died on the cross, was left in almost in a hopeless situation there so that you might have hope, so that you might have life. And Tom said it well earlier, it is about a relationship with him that gives us hope and that is what he invites you to uh, not only hope, hope is just one of the benefits of believing in Christ. There's a lot more that he has to offer, but hope certainly in these hopeless times. Um, that was uh, very well put, Kenny. Uh, my heart goes out to all the people um, in the hospitals right now uh, battling for their life. Um, I have never battled uh, for my life thus far. But I am reminded of a time about seven years ago when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And independent of that, my own life was in absolute turmoil. Um, 
It was a time of real suffering, um, a different kind of suffering, uh, but I certainly despaired. And it was at that time that I began uh, my search for true hope in a time of hopelessness. Um, I only had an abstract sense of God. I grew up in the church, but I didn't know for a fact if, um, if God was real, if Jesus was real. And at that point in time, it mattered uh, who I put my hope in. I had to make sure that whichever God I put my hope and my trust in, um, that he or this, this God is able to pull me through or carry me through uh, my circumstances. And amongst all the religions that I had access to and all the gods that I knew of, um, Jesus Christ was the only one uh, who had experienced uh, real suffering. Uh, he knew what despair felt like and he knew how I felt. Um, he was not a God who uh, spent eternity um, in bliss somewhere, um, but he was a God um, who entered into human suffering. He um, died on the cross for me. He experienced pain. Eventually, Jesus did come through for me. Um, he, he healed my mom and he healed my heart. Um, and it was not just a salvation from, uh, from my circumstances that I experienced, but I experienced a salvation that was far greater. And that is my hope for you today. Uh, if you are in your hospital bed or in your home um, battling uh, for your life against this virus, or if you're someone else who's affected by a circumstances that is caused by uh, this virus, won't you um, cry out? Uh, to this Jesus, uh, who is able to save you uh, from your sickness or from your circumstance, uh, not just from these things, but, but who's able to save your soul. Kenny, I think that we would be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't stop to pray. Uh, so would you be willing to close us in prayer? Absolutely, Tom. And prayer, you know, I'm glad you bring it up, is a tangible expression of our hope in God, the fact that we have a prayer answering God, uh, a person who is listening to us when we pray is really something that uh, causes us to be hopeful. And uh, so I would like to pray for us and for our listeners at this time. Let's pray. Father, dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the medium of this uh, podcast and for those who are listening. Thank you for the fact that you are the God of hope. You are the one who gives us hope a living hope as the Bible puts it. We thank you that you are willing for us to be hopeful when we put our trust, our faith in you. And uh, Lord, at this time, we think of the world, uh, how upside down uh, it has become with this virus, but we know that you're in control. And so we do ask you, Lord, to have mercy upon us. We think of those who are sick in the hospital. We ask you to heal them, those who have actually have been infected with the coronavirus. Would you heal them, we pray? And all of your purposes in this, would you make them known? We think of those who are on the front lines, uh, the doctors and the nurses, would you heal them? Would you help them? Would you protect them? And if there's anybody here with a hopeless heart who's been listening, I, I pray that you would reach them, Lord, with the hope that is found in the truth of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So we thank you. And we commit ourselves into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, uh, thank you for praying, Kenny. Um, that's all the time we have um, this week. Uh, but before we go, I'd like to uh, leave us 
with a verse from the Bible. Um, it is from 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, cast all your cares or cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Catch you all next time. We hope that you enjoyed that discussion. For more information about our ministry or to send us a message, find us at www.facebook.com slash hopeandtruthministries.